0: And welcome to Dialogue. This is State Senator Paul Lavota of the 11th Senatorial District. And I am proud to be back here on the Dialogue program where we talk about state government, state politics here in Missouri and what's going on and a lot of news going on because the General Assembly has started again. And uh, we've got a lot of stuff to report to you and give you some info about what's what's happening. I am really happy to see my good friend and the Independent Mayor Pro Tem, Chris Whiting, with us today. Thank you, Paul. And I
1: certainly hate to start off a show correcting you. Actually, the mayor right now. Ah. Our our, uh, our elected mayor is out of town, and okay. so Mayor Pro Tem is largely in charge right now. Okay, excellent. Congratulations. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Our, our mayor is where? She is in Washington, D.C. at the National Mayors Conference, or, or National Congress of Mayors one of those two titles anyway she's out representing there and uh, she is with mayors from across the country and one of 63 female mayors there so representing not only the city of independence but uh, proudly representing her gender as well well that's wonderful yeah so that's great well um we like i said uh
0: we have lots of uh, news to get to because the general assembly started but just to mention, we did our town hall meeting dialogue program last Thursday evening, and we had about 40, 45 people show up, have some dinner, wow, and then watch us um, have a town hall meeting where um, I talked to uh, Senator Kiki Curls, and she was amazing. I was
1: really sorry to miss that. Yeah,
0: I know you were you were doing some other of your uh, duties you have to do around town. Yes. But uh, Senator Curls is so knowledgeable, and so um, she just speaks from the heart you weren't missed (laughs) i'm just saying (laughs) i missed you buddy but you know i think people were really impressed with her and you can tell what a great leader she is and what a good friend she is and so we did that and then i answer questions about what's going on and a lot of engagement and people will be able to obviously if you go back on the podcast you can listen to it from last week um then next week we're going to put the video up too so you can can watch
1: watch it on the uh on so, the YouTube. So have I lost my spot there, you think, on the uh, on the live dialogue town hall meeting? What do you now? mean? Was Senator Curls knocking it out of the park? Um I no, because I I guess I would see
0: I don't know, I'm trying to it'd be like if George Clooney showed up on a local television show, you know oh, what okay. I mean? Okay. Right He's not coming back to If that. Sir
1: Lawrence Olivier came to local cable access Right That I did with my buddy Paul That's right yeah. And, okay. right. and right. so
0: he's not coming back She's she's going to be doing uh, other things so. Oh very good So um, because of the level of this program You're still needed <laughs> <laughs> Well So, so in, in fact we need you to tell us the news
1: Now the weekly news roundup Brought to you by the good folks at Liberty Realty Here's Chris Whiting. Oh, thank you, Mr. Voice Bumper. This is your weekly news roundup brought to you by the good folks at Liberty Realty. Nixon proposes $26.13 billion state operating budget. During his annual State of the State address on January 21st, Governor Jay Nixon said numerous reforms are needed to address racial and economic injustice in response to the civil unrest that followed last summer's fatal shooting of an unarmed black teen by a white police officer in Ferguson. Nixon's broad proposals included municipal court reform. Mm, Pardon me. Updating the state law governing the use of deadly force to ensure it complies with current constitutional standards and the recruiting and training of more minority police officers. In addition, he called for efforts to provide greater economic opportunity in low-income areas and the strengthening of struggling public okay, school I, systems. I, I went in on that. Okay. All right. Uh, yes. Uh, um, so it was this week.
0: Um, you know, Tuesday evening was the State of the Union. And then the governor did the State of the State. Uh, Wednesday evening, and then Thursday was State of the Judiciary, which we'll talk about later. But this kicks off the legislative session because the governor gets the legislature together, talks about his priorities, and then um, introduces his budget proposal the next day. And um, my perception and um, when asked by press what I thought of the speech, is a good speech. I think he hit some things I thought were important. Um, We'll see where it goes in the details of the budget. So... Um, for example, I just throw an example out that you know we need to do some things to help uh recruiting and training of more police officers um maybe a crime lab needs to be hey, that's <laughs> you know help, so we'll look for those things and so um, it was a good speech i you know the governor hit uh Medicaid expansion, which you may talk about here a little bit later in this story, transportation ethics reform, kind of hit the high stuff, but uh, going through that budget is going to be
1: interesting. Now, is it like the State of the Union where you have the Democrats clapping for stuff that he says and Republicans sit on their hands? And-
0: um, it, it, I don't think it's as partisan in Jefferson City, but there are certain things that people care about those things that will clap for folks. Okay. I um, mean, he had um, a, a 12-year-old kid from um, an unaccredited district that has all A's there to talk about education. Had a ninety-four-year-old uh, World War II veteran there talking wow. about that. So, you know, he does use those things that the president introduces people. Mm-hmm. Um, but he did really, he did, he really hit Medicaid expansion strong, which I was one of the people on my feet,
1: hey. clapping about that. Fantastic. Yeah. Shall we continue with yes, this story? Let's do that. Nixon, a Democrat, also proposed a twenty-six point thirteen billion dollar state operating budget for the twenty sixteen fiscal year, which begins July one. Nixon's proposed budget calls for roughly $250 million less in spending than the Republican-controlled General Assembly authorized when it passed the fiscal year 2015 budget last spring. However, because the legislature passed an unbalanced budget last year, Nixon was forced to reduce actual expenditures to put it in balance. As a result, the proposed fiscal year 2016 budget calls for a modest increase in what the state is expecting to actually spend, during fiscal year 2015.
0: I, I guess I would... Um, I'm not saying that this is wrong. How would I characterize it here? It, um, when it says that the legislature passed an unbalanced budget, I, I don't think we know if it's an bu- unbalanced budget. Oh, really? Well, the governor has withhold so many things and vetoed things that we don't really know. hmm hmm So... And then also, the, the General Assembly passed a... a budget that was lower than what the governor recommended last year right i think that that makes it look like the general assembly and i know the republicans did something like they overspent and i i wouldn't characterize it that i think the numbers are so um
1: different that it's hard to tell where we are on things gotcha does that make sense mm-hmm. okay yep among the spending increases Nixon calls for is an additional $50 million in basic state aid for local public school districts, plus another $12 million for public colleges and universities. The proposed budget includes no pay raises for state employees who rank last, last. in the nation in average pay for well, state workers.
0: You're the one talking about state workers.
1: <laughs> in the wake of voters' rejection of a dedicated transportation sales tax in August, and the State Department of Transportation's claim that it soon will run out of sufficient funding to fully maintain the 30 34,000 mile state highway system. Nixon said lawmakers should discuss increasing the state's 17 cent per gallon fuel tax. The tax was last raised in 1996 and is among the lowest in the nation. He also suggested lawmakers consider using tolls to fund a long overdue reconstruction of interstate 70 from Kansas city to St. Louis for the third straight year. Nixon urged lawmakers okay, to let me go. Oh. Let, me, let me go back to transportation. Yeah. Well, no, yeah, you he kind of
0: threw it. those ideas out and I don't, I'm, I don't know if he actually put those in his budget or not, or if he's going to okay. if he's going to push those ideas. But I think his point was, which is valid, that we need to look at all different types of ways to
1: um, fund our important transportation needs. Sure, yeah, sure, and that came up at the Chamber of Commerce. Eggs and issues. Yes, that was a big topic there. Delicious. Oh yeah, the yeah. issues were good too. Right. Yeah. For the third straight year, Nixon urged lawmakers to expand Medicaid eligibility – hey, we talked about this Mm – in Missouri to 138% of the federal poverty level, which would bring an additional $2 billion a year in federal health care spending to the state. Nixon said many Missouri hospitals, especially in rural areas, are eliminating jobs since under the Federal Affordable Care Act, the increased Medicaid spending was supposed to offset cuts in other federal health care spending. As a result of the legislature's Refusal Act – Missouri hospitals are absorbing the cuts without receiving the expected infusion of Medicaid dollars.
0: I, I thought that was one of the strongest part of his speech as he went through um, the 20-plus uh, different states that um, have done some type of Medicaid expansion and then went through a list of Republican, governor, and legislatures that have done it. Oh, wow. His way is like, this isn't just such a Democratic idea. Right. Many Republicans, like uh, the last one he emphasized, was the Republican governor of Alabama is doing something. So, trying to hopefully get um, yeah. folks on the other side to come up with a solution that we can bring that tax money back. Um, we talked about this at our town hall meeting. Senator Curls is, um, and I talked about this that this is, if we could do one thing with a state immediately, this would be the best impact when it comes to helping people, saving lives, helping businesses. And bringing money back into the state. So, Excellent. So he did a good job on that one. Good job. Good All job. Right. Now, these rural good hospitals that.
1: Th- that are being hit. Yeah. I would think they would tend to be in Republican districts mm-hmm. where Republican representation. Yes. Are are those particular legislators, even though they're Republican, in favor of Medicaid expansion no, since their not, areas are being hit? They're just so in the dogma of
0: being against everything Obamacare. Okay. You know? And— it's the Affordable Care Act. The federal government did it. We didn't do it. I don't know why it's not easy to say, let's t- bring our tax money home, help our citizens, mm-hmm. and maybe the federal government can fix their problems. We should yeah. do, but we should follow what, uh, the opportunity that we have.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. House Votes to Reject Pay Hikes for Elected Officials The House of Representatives voted 133 to 15 with 10 abstentions on January 20th in favor of a resolution that would reject pay increases for lawmakers, statewide elected officials, and judges recommended by the State Salary Commission. Under the Missouri Constitution, the Senate must also pass the Rejection Resolution, HCR 4, before February 1, or the pay hikes will automatically take effect. The Salary Commission recommends state senators and representatives receive a $2,000 raise with the start of the 2016 fiscal year on July 1 and another $2,000 raise in fiscal year 2017. Legislative pay would go from the current level of $35,915 a year to $39,915 once both increases are implemented for a two-year increase of about 11%. The commission calls for the governor, attorney general, secretary of state, state auditor, and state treasurer to receive an 8% pay raise in fiscal year 2016 and another 8% raise in fiscal year 2017. Because the lieutenant governor's primary duty is to preside over the Senate, the commission decided a salary boost for the office should receive the 11% pay hike given to lawmakers rather than the more generous two-year bump of more than 16% granted to other statewide elected officials. Because state judges recently received substantial pay hikes ranging from 17000 a year for associate circuit judges to 21000 a year for Supreme Court judges, the commission recommended that judges receive just 1% raises in fiscal year 2016 with an additional raise possible in fiscal year 2017 but not yet determined
0: so this is interesting i mean you're the one talking about duty <laughs> and <laughs> what's interesting about this is that this salary commission is set up to make it completely independent to make sure that elect officials aren't raising their own pay this is the only way elected officials get their pay raise we have to say no if we don't get it if we don't say anything we get it and uh-huh. it's all designed to be fair right Mm-hmm. Um, okay, what's what's a fair wage for this? And well, that makes sense. Problem is our state state workers are are the last, lowest paid workers, and fifty out of fifty, huh? Yeah, 50 and then but then there's there's <clears throat> going to be this pers- there's way to increase um, elected officials. Wow, I mean, so the House voted to reject it. Uh, it will come over to the Senate. We'll see where that goes. Um, but you know. I guess, I think we should approve the raises, but I think we should figure out a way to have the right tax policy to prove raises for all of our state employees, sure. so we get the right people in the right job. So, well, that'll I don't know if that. I'm just. I feel of of mixed minds on it because I think, uh, you know, when you're in the legislature, thirty five thousand dollars a year for. It's considered a part-time job, but it really isn't. I've watched you. It's not you know? part-time. And, yeah. and that's okay, but we ran for it, too. And, you know, that's not really a problem. The problem is that our state workers don't get the same consideration. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see a state salary commission for workers and just have it automatically go
1: through. <laughs> yeah. You know? Sure. Chief Justice says more scrutiny of municipal courts needed. Hmm. Missouri Supreme Court Chief Justice Mary Rhodes Russell on January 22nd said the events in Ferguson highlighted the need to review the state's municipal courts in order to guard against abuses and protect the constitutional rights of defendants. Russell made her comments during the annual State of the Judiciary, that's hard to say, Address before a joint session of the Missouri General Assembly. From a local municipal division to the state Supreme Court, Missouri's courts should be open and accessible to all, Russell said. Courts should primarily exist to help people resolve their legal disputes. If they serve instead as revenue generators for the municipality that selects and pays the court staff and judges, this, this creates at least the perception, if not a reality, of diminished judicial impartiality. In response to complaints about abuses, including the jailing of defendants who cannot afford to pay court fines, the Supreme Court last month instituted a rule that requires municipal judges to work out payment plans with poor defendants. So um,
0: that is uh, Chief Justice uh, Russell. She has done some um, pretty aggressive things to reform the courts, make them a little more accountable. Um, She talked about a time when she... uh, Went as a uh, just a member of the public to a court. They no knew oh, who she was.
1: Undercover boss kind of thing. Yes, that's how yeah, they refer okay. to it. Yes, and I'm uh, with you.
0: She seems to be very uh, proactive with with some of the stuff. The legislature needs to help out, but um, you know these these it's going to be a big issue. And there was a hearing on it this week about these revenue generators for mu- municipal courts. Sure. Um, that's not where you should be getting your money, and you know, shouldn't be using the court system to to fund your city, um, just fundamentally unfair. So there's there's reforms about that, Uh, around that going on, I should say.
1: Well, and finally, Senator, Missouri's unemployment rate continues to drop. Missouri's unemployment rate continues to decline, according to the latest figures from the Federal Bureau of Labor Statistics. During December, the state's seasonally adjusted jobless rate was 5.4%, its lowest rate since April 2008. For the year, Missouri added roughly 47,000 jobs in 2014. Now, I think this is an interesting um, statistic because
0: uh, the president ta- also talked about the uh, economy getting better. Uh, the governor talked about unemployment being down. So, in Missouri's unemployment has, has dropped to 5.4, lowest in many years. Is that because of... A Democratic president, a Republican Congress, a Democratic governor, or a Republican legislature. <laughs> because they're all wow. taking credit for <laughs> I'm sure that number. sure they are. And yeah. in the, in the truth of the matter is um, the bubble burst in 2008, and the people of Missouri have been working their way back. Uh-huh. And uh, I personally think the focus should be on good tax policy to have good revenue for good schools, colleges, roads— Services, so people can, you know, build their own businesses and do their own thing. Right. I I just think, um, and I I notice it in the governor's um, state. state. It's like, we've created this many jobs. It's like, you haven't created anything. You know? (laughs) I think government just has lost its, sometimes loses its focus. Mm -hmm. It happens to you guys too, right? At the city. It's like, where's our economic development? And you're like, you know, If I got a good street down here and I got sewers, maybe a business will come. Right. I don't know if you. I don't know your thoughts on that.
1: Well, I. If we lose. Well, sometimes.
0: Well, you're the one talking about sewers. You're
1: you're the one always talking about infrastructure, and more than anyone I ever did see. (laughs) So, right. Thanks. So, I mean, do you get that in the city? We do get that a lot, and economic development has it. It's big for the mayor. But we have, uh, you know, the EDC, the Economic Development Council, that that's their focus. I agree with you. As government, it's our job to control what we can control, primarily infrastructure. We can also partner with schools Mm -hmm. to make it an attractive area for businesses to want to come to. Right, right. As far as going out and hunting down businesses, uh, that probably is outside the purview of what we should be doing. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Well, folks, that's your weekly news roundup brought to you by the good folks at Liberty Realty. I'm Mayor Pro Tem Chris Whiting at your service. Very good, Chris. Very Thank you. good. So
0: that is what is going on in the General Assembly. The news, um, I think, last week talked a lot about some of the issues that um, I'm I've introduced, and we started committee work this week. We'll really get into it next week. Um, the legislature was off for the um, Martin Luther King holiday. So we'll be back Monday, nice. and, sure, and really kind of get the committee work going and the floor work and and everything else. Mm-hmm. So, um, tell me, Chris, what is going on with you?
1: Well, what, well. Oh, 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 wait a minute.
0: Okay. We we have a new opening for you. Oh,
1: okay.
0: Have you heard that? I'm introducing the song for the first time to you. you it's ready? a great
1: <laughs> day. Have you heard it? I have heard this song, yes. It's written by one of our local it's residents. It's a great day The mood here is, is always light. light. Well, You're the one that oh, I talk about the mood. Whether it's you spend a day, a day or a lifetime. Independence
0: <laughs> So this is written by uh, Joe Lyrica? Is that how you pronounce it? La-car, La-car. I think Lacar. And he's the cartoonist for the Examiner. Yeah. And I, I went in there the other day, and he goes, I got this great song, my jazz band. Can you help the city get to it? So here I am, giving it to you. Hey, thanks, man. And we can sing along. Yeah, you really did give it to me good. <laughs> I did. Yeah. I, this is, I guess, it doesn't even say the group does it. How, how can I get a copy of this? For I'll,
1: my... I'll send you one. Okay. That's, oh, this is fun. Kind of riffing. Yeah. It's a great day mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so, and it's a nice song, and then you're like, that's a great song. Yeah. But. It it just, I mean, it just keeps going. They're really breaking it down now. Yeah, these great musicians and and a singer. There's a singer on here as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh. So if you want a copy of that, you can email me, and I'll send you out a copy of it. It's a Great Day in Independence. I am going to email you. It's this is exciting. a Great Day in Independence! <laughs> well, break it down. Oh, oh.
1: yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> it's
1: a Day President Harry Truman's home.
0: That's so terrible.
1: Take a history. Your imagination.
0: So this is, this is going to be your song every time we talk about independence. What's going on in independence? Well, I'd like to share. I think it's a great day <laughs> in independence.
1: Well, let me ask you this. Is it a day today? It's a great day. If it's a day, it's a great day in oh, independence. Okay. So just a couple things I want to share. I had a really fun event that I got to go to last week at the Palmer Center, which, uh, as you may know, is our award-winning senior center here in independence it's the old palmer junior high school that you attended
0: i did go there. it
1: is a beautiful senior center now and it got recognized as such by the new step company and now they, who, are, now who, are, who are they new step makes uh, exercise equipment for that's that's easy for seniors to use okay and it's scientifically designed to be good for them from a cardiovascular point of view but also coordination it takes a little bit of coordination to work it, so it works on things like balance and keeping your muscle memory good. Um, so they recognized us as the top senior center in the nation. That's awesome. So I got to go there, see the award presentation. You gave, uh, well, provided a resolution. I was able to read that. Thank you for that. And they really appreciated it. Able to, to give a speech. And then the highlight was I got invited by a group of seniors to take them on in a game of pickleball pickleball yeah how often have you played pickleball uh never today okay no it's like miniature tennis okay so it's tennis but the court's only the size of like a volleyball court and you have basically like giant ping pong paddles and a wiffle ball what kind of net is it it's a short tennis net on the ground okay and you uh,
0: step over it or is it
1: no no you stay on one side they stay on the other so i'm out there in my suit i mean you can step over you could yeah one could one could yes if, if they so chose right And uh, I thought, how bad can, you know, uh, I don't want to embarrass these seniors, quite honestly, was what I was thinking. Because you're, what, a good 30, 35 years younger than most them, right? I don't know if I'd go that far anymore, but maybe 30, yeah. Yeah. Although you can start taking part in activities at 50 years old up there. But but these people were were a little older than that. And, uh, oh, they schooled me. It was just, it, it was humiliating. And you just kind of walked
0: out of there with your pickle between your legs.
1: I really did. Yeah, I, I shoved my had my pickle tucked under my tail, and, yeah. and there I went. But it was what a kind lot of fun. Ball is it? It's like a it's like a wiffle. It's a plastic ball oh, okay. about the size of a baseball that has it can holes bounce. in it. Yeah, it can bounce. You can get spin on it and see what they do. They give you the soft shots and they lure you up close to the net and then they lob it over your head. No, they don't. Those Not sneaky, to me, they don't. sneaky seniors. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that I'm was glad I didn't go. In there. I would have taken back my resolution and stuff. <laughs> I got mad and everything. So that was fun. Uh, also, as I mentioned, Mayor Weir's out of town, so I ran our meeting on Tuesday. We also uh, city offices were closed. We didn't have a meeting on Monday night because of the Martin Luther King Jr. holiday. Mm-hmm. So we had a very special Tuesday edition of City <laughs> nice. Council. Yeah, that's excellent. And I got to run that meeting. I, I think it was only the second time I've got to run an actual council meeting, and that's fun to learn that. So um, nothing really controversial came up at that particular meeting, but something exciting is oh, happening. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm dying to hear it. And, is it
0: better than pickleball?
1: Well, I'll let you be the judge. Okay. Um, I had to go give blood the other day mm-hmm. because the city is doing what it can to decrease health care costs. We talked a little bit about Medicaid expansion yeah. and, and the ever-expanding cost of health care. And it's a big expense for the city. Mm -hmm. Behind police and fire, health insurance is our third biggest expense. I bet. So the Stay Well Committee, which is made up of employees and administrators, has tried to come up with ways to decrease health care costs. One of the things they came up with was opening up our own clinic. So the Stay Well Health and Wellness Center will open on – let me make sure I get this right – February 2nd. We'll be having an open house on January 28th from 4 to 6 p.m. It's at uh, 1520 East 23rd Street, which is the little, it's across the street from the Hyvee on 23rd Street where Funhouse Pizza yeah. is. It's in that uh, little okay. s- strip center there. So you go in, feel healthy. Yeah. And if you're, get a big thing
0: of pizza. If you're
1: a city <laughs> employee, yeah, you could do that. And you take your health risk assessment, which is what I did. I went and got pricked and they weighed me and measured me. And took my blood. So this and week
0: he got pickled.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I did. It's okay. been quite a week. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I'm not going to listen to this. Yeah. I'm going to go get some coffee. Right, okay. uh, no. But you do that, and the then when, when you go to this clinic, if you do your health risk assessment, it's $0 for a city employee to That's go great. for an appointment there. And, and it saves us a lot of money. Stuff it's similar to an urgent care. The uh, I don't know what it'd be, the service level agreement is. You will either get a same day or next day appointment. It's going to be staffed by two doctors, uh, not necessarily set up to be your primary care physician. However, if you're a city employee and you're looking for a primary care physician, uh-huh. they They'll can direct you. they they can function as one yeah. for you. Wow, yeah, or direct you someplace else. So it's going to save the city a lot of money. In fact, just to let you know, the city council has a a line item on the budget called the uh, Council Goals, and we have about $300,000 in there. Mm-hmm. We had earmarked $100,000 to go toward health care this year because it didn't look like the city would be able to put the money toward health care that we needed. But with the money we're saving due to this clinic and some other things that the Stay Well Committee is working on, they don't need our $100,000 anymore. That's awesome. So now we can divert those funds for other things that would be helpful for the city. Right,
0: and, and just so everyone understands what you're doing,
1: this isn't
0: like—I guess it would be a perk to your city employees. Yes. You know, but it drives down the cost of health care that we, the taxpayers, pay to the city. So it lowers cost for the city. Yes. And uh, I'm a broken record, but Medicaid expansion, when people are covered, they don't go to the emergency room to have higher— Healthcare for the rest of us so this preventative type of medicine and uh, having an ability to try to stay healthy saves us all money mm-hmm. and so um, i'm sure there are a lot of employees would love to have some type of facility like that and i would recommend every company that can should try to because they're gonna end up saving money on their healthcare. care yes cost. yeah so, so it's
1: a win-win all the way around mm-hmm. and one other thing that's interesting about it the appointments are in 20 minute blocks. And these doctors aren't going to be, you know, caught at the hospital doing rounds and they get back to their office or running late. Mm-hmm. When you come in, you will be seen within 5 minutes of your appointment time. That's helpful too because employees can schedule an appointment, come in and then get back to work. And
0: get back to work and and do the service for the people of the city.
1: Exactly. That's awesome. Yeah. So so it's a really good deal. Excited for the grand opening of that. And uh you can see me being interviewed on City Seven talking about why I'm excited oh, good. about the health and wellness center. That's awesome. Yeah. That's cool. So that's the city. That's all I got. I don't know if you have any new uh out music for me or anything. No. I I need to call Joe and see if they'll do some it's a Fine. great It's a
0: great night in independence. Oh, that'd be good. Um so um I guess just to give you an update of, of the, since the last time, uh, the, some of the activities spoke at the, uh, the Missouri Chamber asked me to speak on a panel uh, about ethics reform, mm-hmm. and the Missouri Chamber is a very business-focused, kind of a Republican-leaning group, uh-huh. and uh, when it comes to ethics reform, I've continually said that we need campaign finance limits, because otherwise the people of Missouri are never going to think it's a real reform, and this... M- Unlimited money's and come into campaigns. So I'm at this panel and I say, they say, you can start senator. And I'm like, well, I tell you, I'm here because I'm the one who keeps saying we need limits. Mm-hmm. And that's the only real reform. Okay. Okay. Then we move to um, David Pierce out of. Uh,
1: Loved of, him uh, on Fraser,
0: Warren Warrensburg, yeah. And he goes, I agree with everything Senator Lavota said. Wow. Many years ago, I voted for for no limits, but now I've changed my mind. I've introduced my own bill. So I was in there going to tell them a thing or two, <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, no, you're right. And that gives me a little bit of hope that even people on the Republican side are saying, you know, this is just too much when one candidate for governor already has a million dollars from one person. It's just too wow. much. Wow. So I appreciate the opportunity to uh, talk on those those issues. Uh, was able to. Um, how do I tell you this? This is going to be You know what? Something. Just just let me have it. Well, I was on KCOU. It's an FM station in Columbia with um, DJ uh, Don, DJ Donny T, really? and his show, same as it ever was. It was uh, talking about music and how it relates to the past and everything. And I was DJ Paul Voda again, or Paul Vincent. Paul Vincent, really? Uh, yeah, and uh, oh, it was quite so the jealous. show. Yeah, wow. So fun. It was fun. It was fun. It was. It was. Did it you was talk good
1: politics time. at all, or are you no. you were your alter ego, Paul Vincent?
0: Well, yeah, because uh, this the DJ DJ Donnie T works in the Capitol. He's like, this is not my Capitol time. This is my music time. So, okay. So we we talked about that. Um, was able to uh nice did a nice little public service announcement about getting involved. Um, you'll see on Comcast and, um, um, we went through, so already have had lots of meetings when it comes to, uh, gubernatorial appointments. It's, uh, they have to go through the advice and consent process of the Senate and I serve on that committee. Um, some good folks from, um, the, uh, uh Kansas City, uh, Realtors came down and visited the Capitol. It's nice to visit with them. Um. A young man by the name of Alan Bingham, who is a lobbyist for the uh, Student Association, MU, came in. And it was nice to talk to him. And then f- comes to find out, Jennifer Kaufman's son. No way. Yeah, and I'm like, well, I went to high school with your with your mom, and you're the best. You're welcome to come here. Well, how nice so is it's that? It's good to see a nice yeah. independence there. Good. Uh, did an interview with uh, Comcast Time Warner Newsmakers. Uh, they filmed it at the Signed City. Mm-hmm. So that will be... Um, uh, something that we'll talk about the session, another opportunity met with uh Truman Habitat for humanity. Um, they're starting a big, uh, capital campaign and I think they do great work and I'm looking forward to helping them out. Um, what are some other things here? Let's see here. Oh, this week, like I, I mentioned, uh, uh, lots of folks from the, the Jackson County election board, Missouri bar, Lee Summit School District, um, union leaders, uh, everyone's visiting the Capitol to say uh, their two cents about what's going on. So um, tomorrow, um, be with the Independence Chamber again. They do a monthly meeting, and uh, I think it's I guess it's the third Friday of every month with legislators. I believe that's right. Yes, and then have we'll have an opportunity Saturday to meet with the Missouri National Association, uh, National Education Association teachers their regional meeting. Also, gosh, I don't know how to tell you this either. Gosh. Wow. I mean, the hits just keep coming. I'll be appearing on the up-to-date program on KCUR with Steve Kratzky Son of a to talk about no. um, what's going on. And then, next week, back to Jefferson City, um, our friends from the State Trooper Association will be around. Independence Area, I'm, I'm getting all the Independence Area uh, representatives to to meet, talk about some priorities. Shelter Workshop Association will be down there. So, more meetings, and this is a fun time to come to the Capitol. I'm running around with my head cut off with all meetings and stuff, but I love seeing people from the area. I'll be there in a couple um, of weeks. Through. Oh yeah, you have the uh, Missouri
1: Municipal League Municipal. conference down there, and then the Eastern Jackson County Betterment Council dinner. So,
0: that, and that's all like the same day, right? You right. Have to do it all together. Yep.
1: Yep. Do it all together. So hopefully, I'll be able to see you when I'm down there, unless you're doing some radio show somewhere.
0: Wow. Well, without you. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully with Kiki, but who knows if she'll wow. be available or not. Wow. So just just a busy time, but I really appreciate uh, people listening to the podcast dialogue. And um, I don't know. Look forward to talking to you next week. Give you more of an update. You'll have more of an
1: update, won't you, Chris? Oh, I will. Yeah. And I think our friend no. Courtney will be back. That would be nice. Yeah, she's. Uh, I'd like to say she was missed today. Yeah,
0: she's. Yeah, she's very much missed and working hard, but. Um, I don't know if you had anything else to say about the show.
1: Nah, it's just been really good.